Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Delsing. On the Range is brought to you by the Gateway Section of the PGA. Hey, and welcome. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Pearlie. with me. Pearlie, what is going on in your world this morning? How are you? I'm doing great, man. Just uh, gearing up for the for the big show and uh, ready to, ready to roll. Nothing new around here. All right, fantastic. Well, we formatted the show like around the golf. The first segment is called the On the Range segment. It's brought to you by the Gateway section of the PGA. Appreciate those guys jumping in on the show this year and supporting it. Um, there's over 300 men and women in our section in this Midwest area that are helping make our golf experience better. We appreciate them and uh, appreciate their support. Well, we got to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue from Donahue Painting and Refinishing, 314-805-2132. They will beautify the inside or the outside of your home. Call them. They're great folks. Uh, You will not be sorry. All right. So, John, I've got an interview this week with Dan O'Neill, longtime uh, beat writer for the Blues, longtime beat writer for the Cardinals, and a golf fan and writer for almost 30 years and really a fun guy. He's a St. Louisan. He's a, an interesting guy. Always has some interesting takes on stuff. Can he, does he play golf himself? Is he any good? Uh, he referred to himself as the bogeyman. So I don't know how, uh, I don't think he plays exceptionally well. No. So he's chumming for, or he's chumming for strokes. One of the two. Well, you know how that goes. Everybody is. Okay. Well, Everybody else. Bogey, if, you, if you're chumming for 18 of them, though, you're chumming hard early. Yeah, anyway. Okay, so listen, we got some cool golf on this weekend. Um, end of the year stuff. Tiger Woods playing in the PNC with his son, Charlie. Really cool opportunity, Pearl. I got a couple things to look for, but what are you interested in? Well, first of all, I want to see how much Charlie's grown, because if the kid's grown a little bit from last year and gotten stronger, he already hit it pretty good last year. It's going to be fun to see how much – how much he's improved, which you got to believe is is going to be substantial. I, distance and strength is my guess. Again, maybe not. Maybe he's at that age where he hasn't grown a little bit yet. For for Tiger, I think we're going to see, and you and Dan talked about it a little bit in the interview, we're going to see if he's uh, low-balling his opportunities and possibilities for the future or what he's going to have in the tank because he will be on the course. He will be counting to the score. So you know he's going to try to do his best, and especially with his son. So I, I, I don't know what to see. I'm excited to see it, I can tell you that. And I am absolutely a believer we're going to get more out of Tiger than he's letting on. I totally agree. And here's a couple things to look for. Let's watch and see how much walking he does. I think mm-hmm. that's really pretty important. Let's see how much he rides, see how much he walks. Let's see what that looks like. And also look. Can he ride, can he ride in this event? I think he can. Okay. I think he can. Okay. Yeah, and let's see what happens when with the speed. You know, we saw him swinging, and and it was his speed is definitely down. There's no question about that. But all of a sudden, the bell rings. What's that going to look like? It's going to be really interesting to see. To your point, what uh, what we get out of Tiger. So we've kind of kicked that dog till it's absolutely dead and gone. Pearl turning fifty this year. Just a little shout out, David Duvall, Brian Gay, who always kind of pissed me off every time he beat me, and he beat me a lot. 
He, he uh, beat a lot of guys a lot. Yep. He beat a lot of this guys a lot for a lot of years. Irritated me. And Justin Leonard's turning 50 this year. So those boys are working their way out to the Champions Tour, and that'll be kind of fun. Got to give a little tease to all of our golf world enthusiasts who love equipment in February of 2022. Massive launch by TaylorMade Golf. I got a sneak preview of this product. It is badass. It is What can you tell us? Awesome. What can you tell us? That's about it. I can tell you it's really super cool, and I can tell you... Um, is it a driver? They may even... They may even... That's what I can't tell you. They may even <laughs> have to change something in your name. I'm not sure about that, but you'll see. It is really super cool. Um, uh, yeah, I was... Uh, I was able uh, to see them and hit them, and uh, they were they were cool. You're, it's gonna wow. it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty neat. Um, you know what, Pearl? That's gonna wrap up. We got a long interview with Dan O'Neill. That's gonna wrap up the front nine. But I want to close with the tip of the cap segment. It's brought to you by our friend Colin Burnt and the Dean Team of Kirkwood. Three one four nine six six zero three zero three. I want to thank and tip my cap to Drew Thompson and his team at BYK Digital who have helped us for the first three years of doing our show. He and his team at BYK um, have really helped us a lot. We are shifting gears. We're headed to uh, to Scoops with Danny Mack. We're going to be on the uh, Scoops with Danny Mack website and, and doing things with Danny Mack and his team. We are super excited about it, but we wanted to tip our cap to Drew and his team for all the help and hard work that they provided for us the last three years. And also want to thank Colin and Brandy over at Dean Team of Kirkwood, 314-966-0303. They are great peeps, and uh, they're helping me right now with a little accident I had. So that's going to wrap up the On the Range segment. Don't go anywhere. we got Dan O'Neill on the front nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. This is Paul Lazinger, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. Hi, Jay Delsing here for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. That's right. SSM Health Physical Therapy has TPI, Titleist Performance Institute, trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screen on you, as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. It is awesome. Proper posture and alignment can help you keep it right down the middle. There's 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call them at 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. Thank you, St. Louis, for making the first annual Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson a record-breaking success. The golf was incredible, your enthusiasm unmatched, and the only thing that will last longer than the memories is the impact you've made on North St. Louis County charities. To our sponsors, volunteers, and fans, thank you for welcoming golf's greatest legends and bringing professional golf back to St. Louis with record attendance. See you next year at the Ascension Charity Classic. I want to give a shout-out to my friend Colin Burnt over at the Dean Team of Kirkwood. Folks, if you're looking for any sort of vehicle, I know it says Volkswagen of Kirkwood. Colin has a parking lot full of new and used cars. I was just over there the other day. I bought a used VW Passat for my daughter, Joe, who just totaled it in an accident. She texted me, by the way, and said, Dad, I tapped a car in front of me. She tapped it so so well that the car's totaled. Anyway, 
I talked to um, to Colin, and he is working out a new vehicle for us. But we went over and looked. There is a huge selection of cars over there. My buddy Pearlie that does the show with me had bought a used Toyota truck from Colin and just loved the service and loved the vehicle. Um, 314-966-0303. This is like dealing with family over there. These are great people. Colin's there. His right-hand person, Brandy, is there to, to do anything they can to get you in the vehicle you want. Give them a call today. Powers Insurance and Risk Management is sponsoring a VIP St. Louis Blues game experience for two lucky winners. Enter to win a front row seat right behind the visitor's bench and join Jay Delsing and Tim Davis from Powers Insurance as you take in all the action while the Blues host the Calgary Flames. All you have to do to enter... Just go to powersinsurance.com backslash go blues. The winner will be announced on January 9th. Powers Insurance is a family-owned agency here in St. Louis that specializes in robust insurance policies designed to provide coverage that's tailored to your personal needs. Hey, I know you've heard a lot about club fitting, but I need you to go visit my friends at Pro-Am Golf. They're a family-owned and operated golf discount shop in St. Louis that's been operating for over 40 years. They have a top quality fitter in CJ over there and a very qualified staff with the most up-to-date, state-of-the-art technology in the industry at all. They've got a really cool ball program coming that will help you fit your swing speed to the right ball. But most importantly, they have the lowest prices in town on this fitting. And you know what's really special? They take the price of the fitting and roll it into the new clubs that you purchase over there. So basically, the fitting costs you nothing. Visit Tom DeGrand. He's been in the business for over 40 years and a great guy. And they'll watch you hit balls in their simulator. So stop by and ask for the Delsing discount. And they'll give you even more money off their already low price. That's Pro-Am Golf, a family-owned business here in St. Louis. Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. Here we are. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me. Brad Barnes Meat, our good buddy, has taken care of us here, and we are headed to the front nine that is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. September, we can release the dates now, September 5th through 11th, 2022, Norwood Hills Country Club, man. Check out the best field in the Champions Tour right here in St. Louis. It is going to be something special. All right, we've got a long interview, a really fun interview with our buddy Dan O'Neill, one of our favorites, if not my favorite golf writer in all of golf. He was also part of our team with uh, Fox Golf. He uh, definitely uh, was supporting Joe Buck and with a lot of information and a lot of interesting stories. So let's go to the Dan O'Neill interview. Is it his time? Yes! There it is! Can you believe it? Dan O'Neill is brought to you by Golden Tee. Dan, when I look back, we've known each other for so long, but, man, you started your career here in St. Louis in 1985 with the Post-Dispatch, a long and storied career all the way to 2017. But, gosh, in between, our connections, you know, we're sports lovers, but our connection has been golf. You've written for the USGA for over 10 years, did some work for their websites and and their the USGA Journal. You were 
you've contributed to the golf world and um, Golf Week and MSNBC as their kind of um, golf contributor. Man, it goes on and on and on. And now you're doing stuff for the Morning Read uh, by Sports Illustrated. And I just read your piece on Morikawa. You've been writing about golf and sports for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, longer probably than I like to admit, but uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, you did you did some homework there. Yeah, I started at the Post Dispatch in '85 in St. Louis, and I was actually working at the uh, St. Louis uh, Journal's, uh, the Suburban Journal's, for about four years before I got hired by the Post. So you know, went to Mizzou's uh, J School, which at the time was uh, the the best school in the country, and Came out of there and uh, really did. Uh, once I once I got on with the Post Dispatch, um, I was doing a little bit of everything. You know, I was on the Cardinal beat for about ten or twelve years uh, with Rick Hummel, who's in the Baseball Hall of Fame now. And uh, then I, uh, I I went from that to covering the hockey uh, and covering the St. Louis Blues for a long time. Uh, and then when they needed a golf writer, uh, they asked me to do golf and I started doing that really in, uh, 89. I covered the PGA in 89 and, uh, that's where all the golf started. But actually that was, you know, I, I'll tell you a little story about that. So I went to Kemper lakes in 89 for the PGA really not knowing much, you know, Jay, I didn't really play golf growing up, uh, it, it just wasn't, I played basketball and football and baseball, but I never got into golf growing up. So I really didn't know a lot about it. So I went to the 89 uh, PGA and uh, I was there just to, to, to pick up a story, whatever was the most interesting, some kind of feature. Cause we had the, uh, the PGA coming in 92 to Bell Reef. So we're kind of getting out ahead of it. And uh, uh, I was at Kemper Lakes don't really know what's going on covering a golf tournament for pretty much, I mean, a major tournament like that for the first time. And, uh, as it turns out, Arnold Palmer shot like a a 68 the first day and he was in contention. He was, I think second, first or second going into, uh, Friday's round, you know, and, and Arnold Palmer was 58 years old at that point. And so, I didn't know a thing about golf, but I knew who Arnold Palmer was. So I decided, well, I'll go follow Arnold Palmer. That's a pretty good story. I know what, I know who he is. So I got up early. He was playing early on Friday morning, got up early, went out with him and walked inside the ropes with, with him, uh, through 18 holes. And, you know, it it was one of those days, I, I don't know where the temperature went by the end of the day, but it was just, sultry hot you know humid and as i said palmer was uh 58 years old so i followed him through the 18 holes and i'm telling you jay it was like it was the most incredible thing i ever did it was like following babe ruth around the bases or something he if there were 50,000 people at that tournament at that point 45,000 of them had to be following ronald palmer and he'd have to stop, or he didn't have to, but he'd stop after literally every shot and tip his hat or acknowledge applause. And people were just going nuts for him. Um, 
and I think you know he wound up. He he was still in it, but he shot he shot like a seventy two. I think the second day. Um, so didn't play great. Uh, and by the end of the round, really worn down, you know, his, his shirt soaking wet, uh, you know, completely gassed. And so I'm following him and I'm thinking, you know, boy, if I could just get in a couple of questions with him, you know, uh, I'm just going to stick with him here. And, uh, so he gets done. He goes to the, uh, first, first he goes through this, uh, uh, gauntlet of fans reaching out asking for autographs and he signs every single one of them I swear I mean he did that for about a half hour and then he goes and then he does television and he does I don't know how many television spots but he does that for about another 20 minutes or something then he goes to the press tent and he does a, a half hour uh, uh, you know, press conference after his round and so I'm still hanging with him, and I'm thinking, gosh, you know, this is going to be tough. Uh, maybe I'm not going to get anything here. But I stick with him. He goes back. Now, now he gets on a cart, and they drive him back to the clubhouse, and I run up there, and I follow him in, and I follow him downstairs to the locker room. He plops down on the bench, and is just, you know, gassed and looking down at the floor, getting his breath for a second. And I finally decide, you know, I, I just got to go for it. So I walk up to him and I say, Mr. Palmer, um, you know, I'm Joe Nobody from St. Louis. And uh, I just wondered if I could get a couple of questions with you. And he says, yeah, I'll tell you what, let me change my shirt. I'll meet you upstairs. So I go upstairs. He comes up, you know, 10 minutes later, takes me uh, or, or leads me into the living room, sits down on the couch ordered a couple of uh, beverages for us. And he sat there and did about 40 minutes with me. And uh, it was just the most unbelievable thing. I mean, here's a guy who's, like I said, he was like the Babe Ruth of the sport. I'm absolutely nobody. He's never even met me before. Not, not a, not one of the magazine writers or a national writer or anything. And after all that, he sat there and gave me about a half hour, 40 minutes of one-on-one. It was just unbelievable. And I've never, you know, that's, that's why he was the king. That, that was it. So that was sort of my, that's a long story, but that was sort of my introduction to golf. Oh, my gosh, Dan. It, it's just incredible what he was able to do and what he believed in and believed in so strongly. And just he never varied off of it. He was, he had time for everyone. Yeah, you know, what I admired about him is he knew who he was, and he knew what that meant. And it meant a lot to the game. Uh, he knew he knew it was bigger than just him. And so, some you know, some people embrace that. There's been other people I've met um, like that. Uh, I mean, I, Jack Nichols is like that. Uh, Bob Pettit was like that. Stan Musial is like that. You know, those guys... Those guys are giants, but they're not just giants because of uh, the way they played, which certainly qualified them. But they did so much for the game they played because they realized what they meant to the game. They realized how how many people uh, cared about the way they acted or, or the things they had to say. And, uh, I, you know, there's not a lot of people like that in sports anymore. There, I, I guess there's still a few, but 
there used to be quite a few and, and I'm not sure there's that many, you know, everything's changed. The money's changed and everything. So, but, uh, I'll just, uh, you know, I, I've been lucky enough to meet some people or have some situations like that, uh, that, that, you know, just makes you feel like, uh, what you're doing is really a privilege. Oh my gosh. I, when I got to play with, uh, Mr. Palmer, it was, I felt like I didn't, you know, when I got to the first T Dan, I didn't know if I should genuflect or I, I mean, cause I, it was seriously <laughs> royalty, you know, I was so excited to, to get that yeah. opportunity. And, um, ah, oh, this game is, is just so great. What he did for the game and, you know, even, He's no longer with us uh, physically, but he still lives right. on in this great spirit. So, Dan, I want um, to talk a little bit about – gosh, we've got so many things I want to talk about. One of the things that people don't know, let's talk about our time with Fox together. It was uh, bittersweet uh, in a lot of different ways. We were all hoping it would kind of go a little better. But you were behind the scenes, and um, – Describe your role because Joe Buck is such a rock star and such, uh, oh, man, I don't know the uh, superlatives. To, but he's so normal and so down to earth, so funny, yet so talented. And you were part of kind of his team a little bit uh, at Fox. Yeah. Yeah, well, he owes it all to me. I can tell you that right yeah, off. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. Uh, now, you know, it, it was interesting. Uh, it lasted for, uh, what, five or six years. Um, it was it was pretty stunning when they um, opted out of their contract, I guess. Uh, I mean, they were, they were signed on for 12 years. And so, uh, you know, they, it was after five years that they they had had enough. I guess and, you know it, it just didn't. I'm not sure what they're. Obviously, I'm not anybody to comment on it because I I don't know what they had in mind to begin with or what their expectations were. But um, I, I don't think you know th- those tournaments don't make a lot of money. I mean, the U.S. Open certainly does, but um, if you sign on with the USGA, you also got to cover the U.S. Amateur and the U.S. Uh, senior open and you know those some of those things aren't as dynamic as some of the others so uh but i don't really know what i i do know that the pandemic really uh is what put put that whole uh, process into motion because uh you know it delayed everything in 2020 and fox um is very much into football and then all of a sudden they they had a you know when they use when they moved the the u.s open to the fall or to November or whenever they probably think it was November. If I remember September or November, um, then it became problematic. And that's when I think it, it kind of opened the door to Fox to uh, rethink it and see if they uh, want to go a different direction. But it, it, it was for me, it was really enlightening because I had never worked in, in television in that way. And while, you know, I, I've known Joe Buck for years. Uh, I'd never seen him really behind the scenes. I'd never seen him at work. And it really opened my eyes to how talented he he is and, and how difficult that is. I don't think people realize. I mean, you know, when you're watching on TV or you're listening on the radio, it, it's easy to just think, uh, ah, these guys just show up and uh, sit down and talk. 
and they make all this money for doing that. And man, I could do that. But I really found out that I, you know, what Joe does, I I could never do. And what some of those (laughs) other guys do, because he's just, you know, for one thing, he shows up, he prepares, works hard to prepare, get to know as much stuff about every single person playing as he possibly can. And you know this, Jay, because you do you do some of it too, and and you were doing the the uh, online stuff, and and you know you have to the amount of preparation that goes into it is pretty amazing. And then when you watch him on the air, and he's got you know he's got earbuds in his ear, and he's probably got at least one or two people talking to him through his uh, earbuds, and then he's I, I'm sending him stuff uh, on his. Uh, phone he's checking his phone for for uh, information and tidbits and and keeping track on his laptop or his computer screen what's going on i mean he channels uh, not just him but jim nance or any of those guys they are channeling so so much information at one time and then making it all seem so smooth and uh you know like it all blends together it's it's just amazing you really you know you really have to see it which we were able to do, excuse me, able to do behind the scenes to appreciate uh, what exactly is going on there. So, you know, it, it was fun. I, I hated to see it go. Uh, it it was uh, it was an interesting uh, five years of doing that. But um, you know, you never things change. So, what are you going to do? When I think about the stuff that you do for golf, Dan, you're always you've got an interesting insight to the game that's just not, I don't want to say normal, but it's just not the everyday <laughs> run-of-the-mill, hey, you know, uh, obviously Colin Morikawa had a problem on Sunday. You've got a different little slant on it, and I've always enjoyed that. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I, you know, there's there's a lot of, everybody has, I guess, a different style or approach. Um, I'm, I'm, I've never really been a nuts and bolts uh, kind of guy. I mean, I, you know, to me, it's it's the um, human interest stuff uh, that that's more uh, fascinating to me, and it's one of the reasons I really enjoy writing about golf because um, you don't have to get bogged down in a lot of uh, nuts and bolts in golf. You can if you want. I mean, if 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 you want to analyze uh, golf. Uh, you know, mathematically or mechanically, you certainly can. But I, for one thing, I don't know enough about it to to really do a good job of that. I don't. I don't feel like I have the expertise to to analyze a golf swing or, you know, talk a lot about, uh, you know, the the intricacies of the game. Uh, other than to, you know, you have to you have to cover the necessities. If you're covering uh, that final round of the Masters, certainly you're going to mention that somebody made a 50 foot putt to win the tournament or something like that. Those kind of details, they have to work their way in uh, at some point. But I really enjoy more ta- writing about the emotions involved in the game, or the, you know, the the personalities of the players, or those kind of characteristics. And I think most people, uh, I may be right or wrong about it, but I think most people, that's you know, they enjoy reading about that stuff uh, uh, rather than having uh, a blow-by-blow uh, account of what club was used to and how many yards and 
there are people who absolutely want to read that, and, and I, I understand that. It, but it, it's just never really been my style. It's, it's one of the things, like I said, I, I love about golf because if you cover baseball, you, you really you can't get around it. I mean, baseball is a game that's really kind of built on uh, statistics and things, and, and you you got to pay a lot of attention to them. But in other sports, you know, hockey, uh, golf, um, you, you really, I, in my opinion anyway, you have more room to sort of maneuver and kind of pick and choose uh, an angle or whatever that you want to write about or that you you find interesting. And, you know, for instance, Marikawa's uh, – performance yesterday uh just immediately reminded me of greg norman at the masters and uh you know it wasn't that on that level because this was a a limited field event and uh you know the masters is certainly a different animal um uh and and norman uh, had a six shot lead going into the final round and marikawa had a five shot but when you see something like that uh and and you see a guy in in a matter of three holes went from leading the tournament by by uh, four strokes to be, be trailing the leader by two in a matter of three holes. I mean those those are uh, you know if you if you were at the Masters which I was for Greg Norman's collapse then those kind of things just come to mind and and you just kind of try to find a way to put that in perspective. You know, it's interesting. I think the Twitter feed had Morikawa with a five-shot league, and then like, I don't know, 18 or 23 minutes later or something like that, he was down by two. And it's yeah for, for me, Dan, this is the first time that Morikawa has kind of looked human. I mean, he's kind of flown under the radar. He's, he's won two major championships already. The kid's, what, 24 years old? And you know, you you see videos of him, you know, wheeling his club through an airport with his headphones on and a cap, and nobody knows who he is. Yeah. And I don't think I've seen anybody uh, hit irons like Morikawa with the precision and the accuracy uh, since Tiger. And uh, let's talk a little bit about Tiger. Dan, what's your take on that, on that, uh, the Golf Digest interview he did with Hetty? Well, yeah, uh, you know, I, I think what Tiger did was, um, and I kind of find it to be typical of Tiger, and I don't blame him, uh, uh, and, and I don't want people to get the wrong idea that I'm being critical. I'm really not. But I, I think it was maybe smart on his part to kind of set the, the bar as low as possible. So, um I mean, if anyone has seen his, uh, some of the videos that have come out of him hitting balls, you know, he looks pretty darn good. <laughs> and, um, when we all for, like to for him to come in, bad, right? for him oh, to come man. in and say, yeah, I, you know, I don't know if I'll ever, you know, approach, uh, or if I'll be able to play. And if I do play, you know, I, I won't be able to play full time. Well, he hasn't played full time at, at Rory. McElroy commented on this and he was absolutely right. Tiger doesn't play full time. He hasn't played full time in many years. So that should, that's not exactly a, a you know, revelation that he's not going to come back and play a full schedule. Um, and then for, you know, he kind of set the table for, 
if he ever does come back and if he ever does contend and or win, everybody is going to put it on this uh, unbelievable level. Like, gosh, no way, no way anybody could have expected him to ever do that. Not even he expected himself to ever be able to do that. And, uh, you know, he talked about having climbed Mount Everest and things. And I know he's just using an analogy, but I'm sorry, climbing, winning a golf tournament is really not anything like climbing Mount Everest. It's just, it's, it's a remarkable thing in itself without a doubt, but it's, it's not the same as climbing Mount Everest. So, um, (laughs) but all that said, I mean, you know, like I said, if you watch the videos of, of him hitting golf balls, he sure looks like he'd be able to come back and play. But to me, Jay, the biggest question mark is not whether he'll be able to swing a golf club. Uh, it's whether he's going to be able to walk 72 holes, like at a place like Augusta where, you know, that's a tough walk. That's a, that's and, a uh, tough walk is he going to be able legs. to do that four or five days in a row? And then if he's not, that brings up, to me kind of an interesting question which is is he gonna uh you know is he gonna be like casey barton is he gonna ask for a cart and if he does is the pga tour gonna uh, consider giving him one i mean that's that's all kind of interesting stuff to me all right so that's gonna wrap up the front nine but don't go anywhere we'll be back with the conclusion of the dan o'neill interview this is golf with jay delsing hey everybody it's ben skill you're listening to golf with jay delsing I want to welcome Rap Soto Golf to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Folks, this device is super, super cool. It's small, just a little bit bigger than your cell phone. It works in conjunction with your phone to help track your shots. It talks about launch angle, spin rate, dispersion, uh, how far the ball goes. It is really, really something. You can go to rapsotogolf.com. Dot com and check this thing out. It'll also give you a couple drop downs so you can see how they're transferring this technology into baseball and softball, and they're working with all 30 Major League Baseball teams now. So this is a viable product. But if you want to practice in the winter and you want to get better and you want to stop figuring out where that ball went after you hit it into the net, Get a Rap Soto and check them out. You will love it. We appreciate them being part of the show. Go to rapsoto.com, rapsoto.com. Marcon Appliance Parts Company needs to recognize the sponsors, staff, and volunteers who made the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic in St. Louis a huge success. Without the tireless effort of hundreds of dedicated people this past year, this PGA Champions Tour event could not have achieved the success it did. The winner in golf is the person with the lowest score. But the big winner of this event is the people and communities of need in the St. Louis area and the tremendous boost to the St. Louis economy as a whole. Well played by everyone who put in the time to make this a wonderful event. It's great to live in your community. Marcon Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America and a proud distributor of General Electric Parts. I want to thank the Gateway section of the PGA of America for supporting the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Um, There are over 300 men and women, PGA professionals, and over 100 golf facilities in the greater St. Louis area supporting us. They're experts in the game. They know the business of the golf, of golf. And at this point in time, 
this pandemic. Their golf courses are jammed. These folks are working 10, 12-hour days and just doing great stuff and really appreciate them. Every time you pull up to a public course or a private course, a driving range, there's a really good chance by that that facility is run by a member of our section. Some of the examples of the programs that are run by these PGA professionals and the Gateway PGA section include PGA Reach, Drive, Chip, and Putt, PGA Hope, and the PGA Junior League. To learn more about the Gateway PGA, go to gatewaypga.org. To find a local PGA professional coach for your next session, go to pga.com. The PGA, growing this game we love. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Hey, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got my buddy, Caddy. Future ex-friend John Pearl is with me. Pearly, we are headed to the back nine. It's brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Pearl, listen to this. This is what's happening. We are getting fitted. We are going to Pro-Am Golf, 314-647-8054. We are talking to CJ. I've already set a lot of this up, and we are getting fitted. I am getting a new set of irons. I'm going to get some cool tailor-made irons. And CJ, who's unbelievable, is going to fit us both. And if you talk to them about the Delsing discount, they'll take a little money off of that discount. And if you buy something from them, they'll roll the price of that into the irons. You won't even have to pay for it. So ProAmGolfUSA.com or 314-647-8054. CJ is the man. All right, Pro, we're jumping straight into the back half of the interview with Dan O'Neill. Maybe. Dan O'Neill is brought to you by Golden Tee. When you unpack that Tiger interview, you start thinking about the the similarities between Ben Hogan and Tiger Woods. And after Ben's horrific head-on car collision, you know, no one no one thought he was even alive back in the 50s. And then I think he came out to win 10 more events. And I can promise you, knowing the way that this guy is wired, that's, that's, in, that's in the back or in, in the front or some part of his mind for sure. I, 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 I would just go down to my grave saying that because Tiger loves the dramatic. He loves the attention. He loves the center stage. And, Man, I, I and I've, I've I've counted him out so many times, Dan, and he has just stuck it right in my face, and uh, others as well. You know, by by the remarkable things that he's done. Yeah, well, I think you know you use the right term there, dramatic. And I, I what I guess what I'm trying to say, and I probably didn't say it well, but his press conference kind of set set the table for dramatic. Because he made it sound like it, you know, it's would be miraculous for him to ever be able to contend or win again, and that he's not ever going to be that guy again. And um, you know, it just kind of it lowers everybody, you know, lowers the expectations to to the point where if he does, it'll be again, it'll be like everything else he's done, like no way, you know, that's impossible that he could do that. But, 
I don't know. I, I just, I, and I agree with you, Jay. I mean, I don't think Tiger even plays unless he thinks he can win. I mean, he's not, he's never been a recreational player or a celebratory <laughs> player. You know, he's not going to go tee it up unless he thinks he can win. And I would not be, I mean, I may be out of my mind, but it wouldn't shock me if he's playing in the British Open next year because it's at St. Andrews. And I mean, that's where he wins. He knows how to win there. That's an easiest. And, uh, that's the easiest walk in golf too. It's, it's, it's right. It's exactly. Flat, it's flat-ish. There's a lot of mounds and things, right. but it's not like climbing the hills in Augusta. Right. Uh, absolutely. And I mean, it gives him or Southern Hills. Southern Hills, the PGA. That's not an easy walk. That is not an easy. Walk. So I, I really, when I'm looking at next year's schedule, I'm thinking, who knows? He may he may be back and and. Uh, competing at the British open. I mean, it's the timing of it seems, uh, possible to me. If you've watched him hit balls on these videos, you think, well, seven months from now, eight months from now, will he be able to play? Seems reasonable to me. Danny, he'd been in the gym. Holy smokes. His arms are massive. Yeah. He looks like, yeah. Looks like a weightlifter. So give me, yeah, he's, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Give me your take on Brooks Kepka. What do you make of this guy? Uh, well, I, you know, he's a hard guy to, to know. I, I, I think he's a, you know, just a terrific player. His, um, I think he's, uh, his mental, you know, he's really mentally tough. When I think about him, think about a guy who's really, got it going mentally and is able to, and I think part of that process is to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He just has a way of uh, just manufacturing some kind of issue or controversy or whatever, you know, just to have that as a motivation. Um, And he's good at that. And, and, uh, and like I said, he's so mentally tough. I think he uses that to his advantage. And obviously, he has a ton of talent. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. Now, he at the Hero, he talked about his, his uh, new equipment, how much he likes it, how, how he's getting really comfortable with it. But, but he also talked about he's not going to take a lot of time off now. He's going to keep, keep uh, practicing and keep working with his his new stuff and getting a feel for it and everything. And that's like completely different than what he's said in the past. In the past, he he'll do the thing where he shows up for the tournament and says, Oh, I haven't picked up a club in you know, three weeks or something. And I, you know, makes it sound like he never practiced and, and maybe he doesn't, but he always talks, he always talks about how little he practices and, and, and how much he's focused just on the, the major championships and things like that. And, now he's talking about really uh, working hard at it with this new equipment. And uh, now that he's feeling healthy and everything uh, going towards next year. And that's why Jay, I think he's just going to, if, if unless something else happens or he has some other uh, physical tweak or something and, and that he has to deal with, I think he's just going to be a bear in uh, 2022, especially at the major championships. I love it. That was kind of my next question. Who who, who takes a big step uh, in 2022? Because 
I look at some of these uh, young players, Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler, uh, some of these guys that are not as well known, but certainly will be soon. We have we're, golf is in such a good stead, isn't it, with with some of these young players and and the human beings that they are as well, Dan. Yeah, well, I love Victor Hovland. I mean, he I covered the uh, and, and I think you were there too. Uh, his win at Pebble Beach at the Amateur and. Um, just a terrific kid. I mean, unassuming, you know, friendly. He's always smiling. Uh, I thought I, I just was really impressed with him. And then he's come out and, and turned professional and and hasn't uh, missed a beat. You know, he's just been every bit as good on the PGA Tour as he was uh, uh, as an amateur playing at Oklahoma State. And, um he, I, again, he he also seems to have, and, and, and it's more of a quiet, understated way, but he also seems to just have the right mental toughness uh, to to hit shots. I mean, we we talk, you know, you talk about Morikawa being a, a great uh, a great ball striker and a great iron player. Hovland is also in that same category. I think. I mean, his iron play is just spectacular. And um, and he just seems to have the demeanor where he doesn't let things bother him or, or anything like that. So, I, I mean, I think he, in my mind anyway, he's he's moved into the top, you know, top five or six players in the world. And I think he'll continue uh, in that direction next year. I think he's, you know, he's certainly a guy you would look at to win a major uh, next year. The way he the way he's come on and the way he played. Uh, up to this point, so I, I love that kid. I think he's terrific. And the you know the other guy I think could could have a, a, a kind of a bounce back year is uh, Justin Thomas. Now you know he did win the players this year, so you, you don't you don't ever have to apologize for your year if if it included winning the players championship. So, uh, but but even he's talked about he he had a tough year this year. I mean. It started off with the, you know, the the Mike catching his uh, homophobic slur, and he got all kinds of grief for that and had to apologize for that. Uh, then he lost his grandfather, who was really close with, uh, early in the year, and uh, I think that impacted him. And and you know, he did win the players, but he he hasn't, you know, won a major since he won the 2017 PGA and. Um, he he wasn't quite you know it, on on his standards anyway he wasn't quite the impact uh, kind of guy on tour this year as he has been and uh, I think he realized that he he you know in the past few weeks he's talked about you know he just wasn't having as much fun all these other things had, had, had you know bothered him and interrupted his season and he just was frustrated with his game and things just weren't weren't going well. Well, now he's got bones on, on the back, uh, going into next year. Those, those two are just getting to know each other. They're going to develop some chemistry and, uh, they'll go and he'll go into next year with a fresh start. And, uh, I think he's really a guy to watch next year when you're talking about, you know, winning more than once or winning a major, and maybe a couple of other things. I, Justin Thomas sticks out to me. 
This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and I'm visiting with the great Dan O'Neill, our uh, native St. Louisan and golf writer, sportsman. Uh, you know, Dan, when one of the things that, that never gets talked about much is that what is it like to play the tour when life starts happening to you, when you get married, when you have children, when a parent dies, when all, uh, you know, a divorce occurs somewhere along the line? Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's you. You, you, you just... You know, that's where life starts happening. And then you start finding out how to, where golf fits, how do I manage this, all of a sudden. Because what happened with Justin Thomas and the slur that occurred over at Kapalua was, um, was really difficult on him. You could see um, it affected him. And it hit him extremely hard, much harder than it would hit affect someone like uh, Tiger Woods. If Tiger Woods said something, you know, Tiger's one of the most fine guys on the PGA Tour. His mouth has gotten him in all sorts of trouble with uh, mm -hmm. our, our entity. But you could see that, and it's really interesting to see, you know, babies being born. Now Ricky Fowler's a dad. I think Jordan Spieth's a dad. You've got this life that comes into play, Dan, and that is challenging in itself. Oh, without a doubt. And, you know, Hale Irwin always used to talk about that um, and how his, uh, you know, career off the golf course, which, which late in his career, uh, he got much more involved in golf course design and things like that and uh, very much, you know, liked it. As, you know, someone like Jack Nicklaus or somebody like that does. I mean, it, it became a big part of uh, – what he did and what he enjoyed doing. And it certainly, um, interrupted, the, you know, his process or his focus, um, on the golf course. So he used to, he used to talk about that quite a bit. And, you know, in, in the case of Jordan Spieth, now he just played pretty poorly at the hero, uh, in the Bahamas. And, and you just, you know, you shake your head and say, what the heck they even had on Sunday at the, Ian Henrik Stenson played from the wrong tee. Uh, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I've never in my even entire seen anybody life. do that. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I mean, it's something I would do for sure. <laughs> I might play on the wrong tee on every hole, but uh, so. But then you re you also got to realize that uh, he and his uh, Jordan and Annie Steve just had a their first child like two and a half weeks ago, and anybody who's had uh, a new baby uh in the house or around that's a big deal i mean that that affects everything including your sleep schedule and everything else so um yeah there's no question jay and you you know it a lot better than i do but uh, life happens off the golf course and and uh you're right i mean justin thomas is the kind of guy who uh would be affected like that i mean he he does care about who he is and how he comes across and um you know so that that did impact him and i know dan I, the last thing and i so appreciate your time this morning the last thing i want to talk about is the great how this st louis area has just stepped up to the plate in the in the uh major golf scene the 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 2018 PGA Championship was a 10-run home run for golf, for the community, for, for everything. Now we have the Ascension Charity Classic. These guys up at Norwood, they're there for at least the next three years. 
Um, we get the President's Cup coming in 2030. And then we also are going to get the BMW Championship in 2026 at Bell Reef. The, 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 my hat's off to Ascension and just what, they, what they've kind of carried the banner now for St. Louis. But we've got some great golf to look forward to in this area. Yeah, Jay. Well, I, you know, I've always sort of felt uh, that St. Louis has is, is kind of gotten shortchanged uh, in that way. You know, I kind of compare it to uh, the NFL teams they've had here. You know, St. Louis has now lost two NFL teams. And and then they, you know, it's it's sort of like that gets the reputation of, well, they didn't support the team. Well, that's, that's not true at all. And that's that's the thing about golf. It, it, it was a shame that we had the LPGA, of, uh, regular LPGA event here, and then it left. And we had a regular, uh, at the time, senior tour. Uh, it was called Senior Tour uh, at Boone Valley. Uh, for a few years and then it it left um but those those things didn't go away, away because they weren't supported well they were they were supported really well there's always been a uh, a great audience here for golf i mean let's face it st louis is just a it's a really good sports town i mean it the cardinals do great here the blues do great here the football teams do well here um but you know, in golf, there's other factors. I mean, you have to have the sponsors, and you have to have all those those things lined up, and so that that doesn't always fall into place. And so St. Louis hasn't, you know, it's it's had regular events here, and then they go away and and you know, come and go a little bit. But at any time, there's been a, a major event here. Uh, St. Louis has come out and draw they, they set records. I mean, they, they set records at the 92 PGA. They set records, uh, at the most recent PGA for attendance and, and, uh, um, you know, license sales and things like that. So, uh, and then you mentioned, you're right. The, the Ascension last year at Norwood Hills was just terrific. I mean, every player I talked to was just, you know, they all raved about it and it was just, you know, they had good crowds. The whole thing was done first class. They had a good winner in David Toms. They had a good leaderboard. Uh, so, and and they'll be back for the next couple of years. So, um, I, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, St. Louis has always um, really supported golf. Uh, the bigger the event, the bigger the sport, the support it is. And, um, you know, I, I, I hopefully this the uh, tournament at Norwood Hills just becomes uh, set in granite and it's here every year because people love uh, golf here and they they came out in droves for that event and they'll do it again next year and uh, and as you mentioned we'll we'll have a Presidents Cup um, here which will be unbelievable um, so I, yeah. It's, uh, but it doesn't surprise me, really, because uh, I, I just think it's a great sports town, and golf's part of that. Yeah, you know, the uh, the other sidebar to to golf that just I, – I, I hawk this all the time on the show, but 
It is such a societal powerhouse, Dan. When you think about the Ascension Group just raised $800,000 in its inaugural event for the North County Charities in an area that really, really desperately needs some help and some revitalization. And you think about how this goes on every week around the tour, whether it's Champions Tour, whether it's regular tour. There's Nationwide, our um, uh, Corn Ferry Tour as well that is that's doing this. It, it's just... You know, when the PGA Tour at the end of the year donates more money than the MLB, NFL, NHL, and NBA put together, how do we not get more play out of that, Denny? I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know. You know, I, I do think golf has much more of a community feel. Uh, I mean, in terms of an event, when you when you go to a, a golf tournament like the ascension or if you went out to boone valley when when they had it there or whatever um you know and, and you're not just i mean you you can be sitting in a seat at a green side or something like that but there's just uh it's it's more like a, a woodstock kind of thing than <laughs> it is uh going to a football or baseball game because people are walking around and they bump into other people they know and I mean, it's really it has more of a community uh, feel to it, and I, I think that's another reason why it does well in St. Louis because uh, St. Louis is that kind of a town. And you're right; they they do so much. Uh, uh, they do raise a lot of money for charity, do a lot of good things for the community, which is which is important. Um, I, I just hope they can continue to, you know, find the sponsors and and the people. Uh, who who are willing to invest in that, Jay, and and make it a regular thing here in St. Louis? Because uh, I, there's no question it does well here. It's just just like I said about the the the, the football Cardinals or the Rams, um, they were supported here. You know that yeah. people love sports here, and uh, they love going to golf tournaments. They love that that whole atmosphere that you have at a golf tournament, and. Uh, you know, you just hope there, there's so many things that go into it, uh, beginning with sponsorships. Um, you just hope uh, that the St. Louis can continue to get uh, find that kind of support for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's where you love, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, Ascension comes forth and, and inks this four-year deal with the PGA Tour champions. And who's right behind them? Emerson standing there and saying, yeah, we're going right. to support this. I mean, that's where we have the Centines, the Edward Joneses of the world, the, the worldwide technologies. We, you know, and it's just going to get better and better, I think, with, uh, with, especially in the golf space where they've seen these things, uh, how well they've been received, as you said, how so well they're attended. St. Louis has great corporate citizens, you know, that support them. And I think I, I'm really thinking next year, Ascension's even going to be bigger and better, and we'll get more and more of those folks on board. Well, you, Jay, you have a, a better uh, idea than me about uh, what what the players thought and, and how they uh, embraced the tournament. Uh, it, it just seemed to me that uh, everybody was really impressed, uh, not, not just uh, with all the events and everything, all the, the uh, support, but also with the golf course. I mean, they they really seem to enjoy and, and not only enjoy, but respect the golf course, which was kind of interesting to me because I, I just wasn't sure how uh, the golf course would hold up. 
Yeah, that course gets very overlooked when talked about with the great courses here in town because it always goes to St. Louis Country Club or Old Warson or Belle Reve. But Norwood is a classic old-style golf course. The golf is right in front of you, and the greens are can be a very, very difficult part of that, you know, that that playing that course. And, um, yeah, some of the greens gave the guys uh, a lot of trouble. But look at the winning score, though, Dan, 10 under par. I mean, that golf course mm-hmm. held its own in- incredibly well. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because the the, uh, the protection or, or, or the, the trick or, or the fight battle, whatever, however you want to put it, at that golf course is the greens. And that's that's true of those old fashioned golf courses that you know that aren't tricked up or aren't manipulated and things like that. I mean, so many of them. When you look at so many of the great golf courses, um, you know they're mostly, uh, or not mostly, maybe, but a lot of them are that kind of golf course. That you know the greens, the second shot. Uh, are really the critical things at, at those golf courses. And I think Norwood falls into that category. Yeah, it sure did. Well, Dan, I so appreciate you taking the time and, and visiting with me. you got to come back on. I feel like we just scratched the surface here, my friend. Yeah, we didn't even get into baseball or hockey or anything, Jay. <laughs> That's so that's surprising. And tell us how we can get your books, though. We did we 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 uh, mentioned them earlier, but they're I've seen them both. They're terrific uh, coffee table presentations or just gifts for the holidays. Uh, any sports fan in St. Louis would love them. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're they're you know as you said, coffee table books, lots of great pictures. You know that that people haven't seen. Uh, and lot, you know, both of them are little vignettes that sort of cover the uh, the era uh, of, of, in one case, the Blues, and in the other case, the Cardinals in the '80s, and um, you know, highlight uh, the biggest moments in those in those uh, periods, and and for those teams, and uh, I, I, you know, they're easy to read, they're fun to just sort of pick up and go through a little bit, and then you put it back down and do it again a couple of days later or whatever. Um, they're, they're easy to read and uh, hopefully people enjoy them anyway. Yeah, absolutely. How can we get those? Are those on Amazon? Where do you, where, where can yeah, you uh, Yeah, you can get them, you know, anywhere uh, fine writing is sold, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can get them uh, at all the bookstores or online, you know, in, in any place you normally would look for, for a book. They should be there. If they haven't sold out, that is. All right, so that's going to do it for the Dan O'Neill interview. Pearl, just a quick takeaway as we wrap up the back nine. I just like his demeanor. I thought you guys were having the best conversation. Like you're both just sitting there having a a Michelob Ultra and enjoying it. And I I, I thoroughly enjoyed the interview. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, dissecting it with you in the next segment here. All right, that'll be great. So don't go anywhere. Come back for the 19th hole. Brought to you by our folks at uh, Mick Ultra. And Pearlie and I will break down this interview. It's Golf with Jay Delsing. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm with my buddy Joe Sheezer from USA Mortgage. Hi, Jay. How are you? Doing great, Joe. Thanks so much for the support of the show. Ah, I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, congratulations. This is uh, your third year. 
And we're really proud to be a sponsor all three years since the very beginning. It's a great show, and we look forward to it every Sunday morning. Well, thanks a bunch. Tell us just a little bit about USA Mortgage and what you can do for people. Well, USA Mortgage is a uh, ESOP. It's an employee-owned company. So over a 1,000 families here in St. Louis work for the company. So if you want an opportunity to patronize a, a local company, please call USA Mortgage, 314-628-2015, and I'll be more than happy to sit down with you, go over your options, discuss all the different programs that are available, and give you an opportunity to support a local company. Marcon Appliance Parts Company needs to recognize the sponsors, staff, and volunteers who made the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic in St. Louis a huge success. Without the tireless effort of hundreds of dedicated people this past year, this PGA Champions Tour event could not have achieved the success it did. The winner in golf is the person with the lowest score. But the big winner of this event is the people and communities of need in the St. Louis area and the tremendous boost to the St. Louis economy as a whole. Well played by everyone who put in the time to make this a wonderful event. It's great to live in your community. Marcon Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America and a proud distributor of General Electric Parts. Hey, guys, I know you've heard golf is booming, and it really is. There are more people playing golf today than ever before. And you know who else is doing great? My friends at Whitmore Country Club. I don't know if you know about their membership, but if you join at Whitmore Country Club, there's 90 holes. They give you access to the links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and the Missouri Bluffs. And the cart fees are included in the membership, so you're not going to get dinged for a cart fee. There's no food or beverage minimums, no assessments, no nothing. Just great golf, great places to eat. They have a large pool complex, three tennis courts. They've got a kids' club. You can drop your children off. You and your significant other, your wife, can go out, play a little golf. You can call them at 636-926-9622. And when you go over there, poke your head in the golf shop and say hi to my friend Bummer. He is terrific. He wants to help you with your game, and he'll show you around. Hey, in our spotlight this week, I want to give a shout out to the the great golf instructors in the state of Missouri. Um, first and foremost, my buddy Bobby Pavalonis over at Norwood Hills got number three instructor in the state. Congratulations, Bobby's a great guy, does great work. Our staff at Norwood has really uh, got an all star lineup. Rob Sidorchik, Rob Sidorchik came in second, ranked second in the state of Missouri, and he's over with Adam Betts over at the Family Golf and Learning Center. My buddy Brian Fode at Bell Reef needs no introduction whatsoever. He got the top billing. Those are the top three instructors in the state, but Maria Palazzola, great girl. Uh, she got ranked number seven. Um, just There's just a lot. Todd Meyer out at Boone Valley got number eight. There's just a lot of opportunities, folks, for you to visit people uh, and get to see them do their thing and help you with their game. And don't forget about Ed Schwent. Great guy. Been helping people with the game forever. He came in at number 12 out at Old Hickory. And that is this week's Gateway PGA Spotlight, brought to you by the Gateway PGA Section. Thank you, St. Louis, for making the first annual Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson a record-breaking success. The golf was incredible, your enthusiasm unmatched, and the only thing that will last longer than the memories is the impact you've made on North St. Louis County charities. To our sponsors, volunteers, and fans, thank you for welcoming golf's greatest legends and bringing professional golf back to St. Louis with record attendance. 
See you next year at the Ascension Charity Classic. Hey, Jay Delsing here for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Do you want to have a more consistent golf swing? Hell, I know I sure do. SSM Health Physical Therapy's golf program has Titleist Performance Institute certified physical therapists trained to assess your movement patterns, your mobility, and your stability to help make your golf swing more efficient and repeatable. They can help your golf game. There's 80 locations in the St. Louis area, 800-518-1626, or visit them on the web at ssmphysicaltherapy.com. Tell them Jay sent you for special pricing. Your therapy, our passion. This is Bill DeWitt III, president of the St. Louis Cardinals, and you're talking to Jay Delsing. And wait, oh, sorry, what's the name of the show? <laughs> Golf with Jay Delsing. Oh, yeah, let me start it. <laughs> if you have a car and you're struggling to get some protection for that car, let me recommend Vehicle Assurance. 1-866-341-9255 is their number. They have been in business for over 10 years and have a 30-day money-back guarantee, which is one of the reasons why they have over 1 million satisfied customers. They are known for their painless claims process and their premium vehicle protection. So whatever that car looks like, they can help you. You can find them at VehicleAssurance.com or call them again at 866-341-9255 for a free quote. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve. Grab your friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is refreshed by Michelob Ultra. All right, thanks for staying with us. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. We just finished 18 holes, and we're headed to the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. Pearly Pop one, let's go. Very, very nice. Who needs graphics when we got that, bro? That was awesome. Okay, so one of the things that I loved about the Dan about talking with Dan O'Neill, I loved his Arnold Palmer story. I loved yeah. his Arnold Palmer story. He just came right out of the gates and and blasted us with the AP story, and I it just really made me miss Arnold Palmer, John. Yeah, it's not hard to miss Arnold Palmer anytime you think about him, but it's it's also really easy to appreciate him when you hear stories like uh, like the Dan shared. That's that's pretty awesome. That's why he was the king. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why he was the king because he treated people like that. It's amazing when you think about it in today's world um, how all of these players and all of these athletes have insulated themselves with so many layers of of protection and oh yeah here you need to talk to my handler handler b handler c handler d arnold palmer perhaps the most you know when when ap died i looked for words to describe him and icon wasn't i couldn't come up with something that, that that felt like it did him justice and then when i think about you know today and what our players are, are, are like, and some of our athletes are like, I'm just like, damn, man, we've taken a step back. Yeah, yeah. There's there's still good guys now and that kind of thing, too. But, yeah, he was definitely one of you that you wish more people would kind of see how they do it. But I think also, you know, this is probably for another show, but once upon a time, I think the news media and the news cycles and the, so, the social media didn't exist. You know, it, it wasn't they weren't out there trying to ruin a guy either. You know, and you, and you could go out there and, and you know, wing it uh, more often. I don't know that, you know, the guys, there's too much at risk to, to go winging at this stage. Well, Pearl, that's going to wrap up 
another show here. Um, man, these there, our listeners have to love getting a lot of Dan O'Neill and a little bit of you and I. That that was the plan, and it came together nicely this weekend. It sure did. Well, um, so what's really cool, Pearl, we're going to do a little radio tease here. Next week, we start the day after Christmas with our best of shows, and our best of shows next week are a little a little duet with the great Jack Nicholas and the great one himself, Wayne Gretzky, that we're going to recap those. So come back goat. next week. Goat show, goat show. It's the goat show. So um, uh, come back next week for more of Golf with Jay Dudley. Jay Bledois. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready. Whatever my name is, come back next week for more of that. Oh, yeah, hit him straight, St. Louis. <laughs>